Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have so much fun talking about the pandemic and what to do with your business during a pandemic. Now, as we record this, we, we do pre-record. Sorry, folks that thought this was live. Nope, we pre-record. Um, we're right in the middle of it. We are quarantined. We're self-quarantined. We're told you don't go anywhere, all those various things. And But as the, the program airs, hopefully, fingers, toes, and eyes crossed, we are out of that. But we still need to be learning from what we had to go through these last couple months because you never know when something like this might happen again. And a big part of it is just being prepared, having your messaging, all of those various things. So that's why this is going to be so interesting today. So please join me in welcoming Lori Hipna to our program today. Welcome, Lori. Hi, Deb. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you because you truly specialize, but what we're going to talk about really does apply to everybody. So this is going to be great. Mm -hmm. So Lori Hibma is the owner and CEO of two marketing agencies, CP Solutions and VMD Services, which is Virtual Marketing Director Services. VMD Services works specifically with medical professionals, such as doctors, marketing departments for larger medical entities, physical therapists, orthodontists, and dentists in building a practice that they want through marketing and goal building. Lori has not only helped medical professionals and physicians establish goals, but to help them build the practice they want and has worked in the medical arena herself. Lori is here speaking with us on how the current events have impacted doctors and medical practices across the nation. So again, Lori, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts. I'm very oh, excited. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it is uh, it, today, you know, th these are challenging times. And, and as I mentioned, hopefully we're coming out mm -hmm. of the pandemic we're able to deal with things, but the problem is we didn't plan well to start with. You know, we right. just, we, we never saw it coming. And so the key is that whether we're done with it, whether we're still in the middle of it, or whether it's, you know, we're, whatever it is, there are mm -hmm. so many things that we need to do to plan ahead. So let's go just backwards a little bit in time. Tell mm -hmm. us how it is that you decided that this is your passion in life. <laughs> Well, that's kind of a funny story. I actually work in uh, the medical arena. I've actually worked in a couple of different doctor's offices through okay. my career. Um, I've worked in a chiropractor's office. Mm -hmm. I worked in a physical therapist's office, and ah. I worked in a podiatrist's office. Mm -hmm. So I've had different um, roles within okay. the medical arena a couple mm -hmm. of different times. 
Most, uh, um, all non-clinical. I am not with, you know, when you're dealing with a, a doctor's office, you have what they call front desk and back right. desk. Mm-hmm. I was never back desk. Um, okay. I, I actually don't like blood. So <laughs> I'm not clinical. Although mm-hmm. in order to, you know, be a part of a, a right. physician's office, you do have to understand the right. clinical. You have to you speak do have that to, language. Mm-hmm. Well, and you even have to know some of it. You have to know mm-hmm. how to react in, in the case of an emergency. Right. So I right. have a little bit of a background mm-hmm. there, but it's not my first passion, <laughs> that part of it anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got started with uh, marketing a medical practice when I was working with a group of physicians and they just needed somebody to help build their practice. Okay. And as time went on, their needs changed and they weren't looking to build their practice as much. But at the same time, I had really come to love marketing a medical practice. Mm-hmm. And really, you, you, there's, it's, it's extremely rewarding in some ways that other mar- marketing isn't because mm-hmm. you're bringing people in who need help and you see them get help and then they go. So it's right. like, it's very... Whereas a lot of, in the other marketing fields, mm-hmm. you don't get that. You don't right. get that immediate satisfaction mm-hmm. of seeing somebody, hey, I need a doctor. Oh, mm-hmm. here's my doctor. You should come see them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that works wow. great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you definitely don't see that happen over the course of mm-hmm. just a couple of days mm-hmm. um, in the marketing world. Sometimes that takes months, right? Campaigns take a long time mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. So, um, yeah. So that's how I kind of got started. And then I decided... I had always worked through my children growing up, and I had decided that with my daughter, she was three at the time, um, I wanted to be home more. Mm-hmm. And I had just finished my degree in IT with an emphasis in multimedia. And so I was developing websites from home. And mm-hmm. just it was right when all the digital marketing started to really mm-hmm. take off. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple people drop the one, one person specifically said, I don't understand why you are working somebody else. You should be doing this mm. on your own. Ah. And you know, those are dangerous seeds to plant mm-hmm. in people's right, heads. Right. <laughs> so that's what I, it, mm-hmm. I did. I started doing it from home on my own. And mm-hmm. then I got um, connected with uh, a business coach that worked specifically in a couple of, in mm-hmm. one, di- one different industry. And that led to me being introduced to other coaches mm-hmm. and other industries. So it's just kind of taken over. And now we're, we're seeing different people within the mm-hmm. health industry in about six, six or seven different niches. So it's, mm. it's really cool. Right. Really like it. I started at the kitchen table. The idea mm-hmm. was to just do a little here and there. And uh, now we are at a team of over 20. Wow. So yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because we don't often think of medical people, physicians, mm-hmm. you know, whatever as advertising, you know, it's, yeah, right. it's you know, and, and, so that's got to be one of the first challenges is, you know, because I think a lot of times they think, well, they will just come to me. You know, <laughs> I'm the best whatever in the world. They'll come to me. They'll refer to me. Other mm-hmm. doctors will refer to me. I mean, you know, all these various things. Mm-hmm. And they don't stop to think, I need to get my own message out there. So right. when you have somebody that's come to you and said, you know, really, do I need to market, Lori? What do you tell them? <laughs> Are you seeing the patients you want to see? It's really simple Mm -hmm. because um, regardless of what type of doctor you are, a primary care physician or a specialist, there are certain types of patients that you gravitate towards. Maybe you, you know, even, even a, 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 
PCP. They, mm-hmm. There are certain patients, my PCP here in, in uh, Michigan, I know for a fact that he prefers to see middle-aged. He's not real super fond of small mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he won't see them. Right, right. But they, ha- they all have a certain patient mm-hmm. type that they mm-hmm. like to see the most of. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's also the profitability. Mm-hmm. right? Certain patients can be extremely expensive to see. Right. Do you have the staff to see certain types mm-hmm. of patients? That's another. So what are your resources? What's your mm-hmm. bandwidth within a medical practice? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's, it's more than just, I'm going to hang out my shingle and because I'm a doctor, they will come to mm-hmm. me. And then of course we have things, other, uh, factors like bedside manner, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. You know, and 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 some doctors really quite frankly need help mm-hmm. because their bedside manner they're not that's just not who they are. They're very right. factual, they're very mm-hmm. clinical. Um and so they struggle mm-hmm. with finding the patients that are okay with that mm-hmm. and aren't looking for that, you know, somebody who's going right. to spend an hour to sit and talk to right. them. So yeah, everybody has a perfect patient that they need to see or want to see. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. So as soon as somebody, a doctor says to me, well, do I really need to market? That's the first, one of the first questions I ask mm-hmm. them as well. Are, are you profitable mm-hmm. in your practice? Are you seeing the patients you actually want to mm-hmm. see? Are you seeing the patients you should be seeing based on your community and your demographic? Mm-hmm. And, you know, are, are you helping them? Right. So there, there are definite mm-hmm you know, definers there. Right. You know, and then unfortunately, there's also society's impression that mm-hmm. they shouldn't be advertising, that that's tacky, that that takes <laughs> advantage. And it's funny, we were talking before the program about advertising during a pandemic, especially mm-hmm. medical. Um, yeah. You know, there are certain things that it's, it's, you have to be very careful with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, years ago, I worked for the American Cancer Society. And we had to be very careful with our marketing that, mm-hmm. especially when we were using patients and survivors right. to tell our stories, because we never wanted people to think we were taking advantage of them. Right. Um, you know, both the, the people that, that, you know, were helping us and the people right. who were hearing the stories. And it was tricky. I mean, you know, because you didn't want somebody thinking, oh my gosh, you know, they found <coughs> the, the worst patient in the world, you know, the, the most sick or, or you yeah. know, sympathetic or yeah. whatever, just to draw out our heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at the same point, you needed those type of people to say, hey, this is what I've been through, you know, and, and so that's where I would imagine it is a little difficult for people in the medical profession to, to not seem like they're taking advantage of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that that's something most of the doctors I've talked through they're they're working through that or, Mm -hmm. or that, I don't know what you want to call it, but that, that impression is Mm -hmm. something that once they've been in practice for a while, they're, they kind of get over it. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have to, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because they're not, and and you're not. You're going to make sure your message isn't opportunistic, mm-hmm. especially like in times of now, the pandemic, right. everything else. You're you're going to make sure that you're mm-hmm. not optimi- You're you're not being opportunistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely. I don't know any of the doctors that we work with that I would say are that fall into that category. Mm-hmm. They really truly do care about people, right. and that's why they're in the. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to think about what they have to go through to become mm-hmm. doctors. If they right. didn't care about people, would they really go right. through all that? Oh yeah, yeah. 
you, you know, know, I mean, so. you've got people what they're yeah. making lots of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm like, I'm not sure. I, I know a lot they of very lot busy of doctors. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of debt mm-hmm. that goes into mm-hmm. being a, a physician. I don't, right. I, I would challenge people when they mm-hmm. say, Oh, well, doctors just make all this money. There's, there's a few that mm-hmm. probably do, but right. the majority of them don't fall into that category. Well, and those that do for the most part, have have mm-hmm. as you said they have earned that right they have worked very very hard yeah as yeah. you do in any profession um right. you know and 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 granted you know there are definitely certain types of doctors that are able mm-hmm. to charge more that's just yeah. you know um mm-hmm. by what they do and and it could be in who they serve you know some things like that plastic surgeon mm-hmm. is is something that that comes to mind with that you know there are are plastic surgeons who do shall we say the glamour type of things mm-hmm. right which we're not saying that's not needed right. somebody might argue it's not necessary but there's certainly <laughs> people who think it's very needed and they might pay a little bit more for that service um right. but of course there are also so many plas- plastic surgeons who are at the other end of the spectrum who are helping, right. you know, with, with, you know, people who have scars, who have, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things. And I mean, they're just barely scraping by. So, you know, it's, it's like with yeah. any industry, any profession, you're going to have those at, at one end and, and those at another end. Right. Right. And, and, and that does happen. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. But not everybody shows up on TV. That's the right. one thing I want to. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, that's I'm and like, that's the thing is that's part of the impression yeah. people get. Is, yeah, is you know, not everybody TV is Doctor Oz. Um, right. you know, exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, and 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 again, that's you know, I mean, that's like with with certain professions, you have those who gravitate mm-hmm. towards being that celebrity, that media, that that whatever, and that was part of maybe why they decided to go into this. Um, right. you know, whatever, whatever that industry is, is they wanted to be a spokesperson right. or, or whatever. Right. Um, but that's right. very rare. Right. Oh, very yeah. Rare. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at the percentages, <laughs> yeah. it's a very, very small percentage. Yeah. But you know, we, we, as, as I mentioned at the start of the program, you know, as we're filming this and as we're recording it, we mm-hmm. are right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And so many people would think, well, doctors must think this is the greatest thing in the world. It's actually the opposite for them. Correct. Um, you know, in, in a variety of ways. I mean, you know, we all know there's uh, supply shortage. There's, there's all sorts of things. But the, the thing that is the, one of the, the things that I think so many people don't understand is there are so many doctors who, you know, a, a patient visit could wait. Right. And, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I was, I was mentioning to you before the program that I was to see a new doctor and they called Mm -hmm. and they said, Hey, it's going to be, be a virtual appointment. I'm like, really? You don't have to see Mm -hmm. me. I'm a new patient. Um, and be and and there, you know, there are obviously a lot of things that we go to a doctor for that can wait, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but there's a lot of other things that have to be seen right away. And, and when there's a pandemic, Things just—I mean—the rules are gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> just oh yeah, they're they yeah. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you know when you're working with with physicians and and I you know mm-hmm. it, it's it, it really is something that I think every industry is facing. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier today who is in the flooring industry, floors, industrial floors, who okay. is facing yeah. challenges with with all of this because you know what they do is still needed. But the place they need to be is closed, you know, or, you know, all these various things. And so, you know, when you've got it now, let's, let's just be upfront. Doctors are a necessity. 
you know, yes, they <laughs> they're are. that line that, you know, they're, they're a necessity. And, and so, I, you know, you, you wrote this great blog post and, and it's got several different uh, really mm-hmm. good tips in it. So let's just kind of go through some of those. What do you tell doctors when they're saying, oh my gosh, Lori, <laughs> we don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing is they have to remember who they are, right? They're, they're physicians. Um, their patients are counting on them, mm-hmm. not just to relieve physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. Their patients, in fact, um, there's a study that came out from, oh my gosh, I think it was, I'm not even sure now. I, I remember referencing it this summer in a, mm-hmm. at a, confer- a conference I spoke to, but um, there is a study that came out that basically said, um, the mental angst or the fear mm. of the unknown is probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. right. issues that patients have. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing that we're telling our doctors is, hey, you've got to stay calm. If mm-hmm. you panic, you are actually somebody that the mm-hmm. society or community is looking right. at. You have the ability to help them fight their fear. Mm-hmm right? And fear is a huge thing. So the first thing we're telling our doctors is stay calm. Mm -hmm. Understand who you are, understand the role you play in your community Mm -hmm. and move forward. Now, there are a lot of different things they can do in that process Mm -hmm. as far as building their practice. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have one doctor who needed to remodel his office and had been too busy, couldn't get the office remodeled Mm -hmm. because he couldn't, he never had enough downtime. Now's a good time. He's remodeling mm-hmm. his office right mm-hmm. now, and that's for the best. You know, that's mm-hmm. for the best of his patients. Um, he needed new. He just needed new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certain things that the doctors can do, mm-hmm. and they can stay calm, and they can show their patients that they are continuing on. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to keep marketing. And I know that right. people people are like, no, no, we yeah. should, we, you know, too yeah. much going on. Let's not market. Yeah. And that's actually just really the wrong message. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the, the, the message should change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, right. Don't be marketing something that's irrelevant. Don't mm-hmm. be, you know, telling your patients that, um, you know, they, they need to come in so, for something frivolous, right. Right. That isn't mm-hmm. absolutely necessary, mm-hmm. but keep marketing, but make it relevant. So change mm-hmm. the message. Mm-hmm. Keep your marketing going, but change the message and make sure that what you are marketing is absolutely mm-hmm. relevant to the area of specialty that you're in. Right. Um, update your your digital content, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to some of these things that you haven't been paying attention to. We're telling our doctors, and, and you as a marketer, you know, we're telling people all the time, do more video, do more mm-hmm. video. Okay, mm-hmm. well, guess what? You now have time mm-hmm. to shoot video. Right. So shoot the video, Mm -hmm. um, update your content, Mm -hmm. be a part of social media, be a community, uh, you know, influencer. Mm -hmm. They have the ability as physicians to be influencers Mm -hmm. in their community right now. And what they do with that, you know, there's that saying with great response, with great uh, power comes great Mm -hmm. responsibility Mm -hmm. if you're a Spider-Man fan. But um, I'm like, you have, you have great power now Mm -hmm. as a physician, even if you choose to close your office. Mm -hmm. You still have great power, mm-hmm. so use that um, and be an influencer in your community mm-hmm. for the best. Right. Um, update, update mm-hmm. your patients on a regular basis mm-hmm. using Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. things like that. Have some fun with your patients if you can via mm-hmm. video. Don't you know? Some you have to be careful. There's HIPAA and a few other things oh, yeah, like that yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And you, <laughs> you can't. But, you but can't be disclosing patient names. All those things that right. you can't do anytime. So you know, just right. keep those in but mind. You can, 
Right. But you can do Facebook live events. And if somebody chooses to act, to be a part yes. of a Facebook live event, you're not, you're right. not violating right. HIPAA there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. if, because the, if they ask the question, mm-hmm. right. That, that's a choice the patient's making. So mm-hmm. you're not violating HIPAA there. So right. you just be careful. You don't use their name. You say, Oh, great to see you. See who's joining. Nice mm-hmm. to see you. Mm-hmm. It's up to them to, to disclose more mm-hmm. than what they want on that. Right. Um, Make sure, like I said, update your blog, your social Mm -hmm. media. Keep an eye on the metrics. It's extremely important. Mm -hmm. Every doctor should always be watching their number. They should know what kind of patients am I seeing and Mm -hmm. am I still hearing from. Mm -hmm. You know, we we work with a lot of podiatrists. And so right now, your diabetic patients, just because they shouldn't come into the office Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they don't need help. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a lot of things. So be paying attention to Mm -hmm. some of your metrics and to to some of your your really extremely... um, precarious patients, mm-hmm. right? Because right. They, they still need help, mm-hmm. a lot of help. Right. And then the last is to just really stay current. In fact, mm-hmm. um, today even, I just got, we just got informed that the um, Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services, so CMS, mm-hmm. just basically, it literally just came out uh, less than six hours. They are... Um, They've issued waivers for certain requirements for hospitals mm-hmm. and healthcare systems mm-hmm. specifically to help manage this crisis. Mm-hmm. They can, right. they're increasing hospital capacity. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 the purposes behind it are huge. And mm-hmm. so what they're doing is Medicare and Medicaid are, they're taking some of their restrictions because they're, they usually have very tight restrictions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're lessening some of those restrictions mm-hmm. so that more people can get help. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, stay on top of things mm-hmm. like that. That's a huge thing right now mm-hmm. is, is what are the provider requirements that are being mm-hmm. waived by the CMS due to mm-hmm. COVID-19. So those are things that you really got to be paying attention to. Right. Well, and knowing, is this a temporary change, you know, right. or, you know, is it something that we're going to have to continue to deal with? Um, right. You know, and especially with, with guideline changes and rule changes and, yeah. and things like that. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different things, you know, it might be that, you know, in, in this instance, you know, you have to have two people review it and now it's one person. Okay. Is Correct. that going to be, you know, is that something that's yeah. going forward? Um, and that's one of the things they did change. Yes. Is the review policy. Hey, what do you know? Uh, I, I just <laughs> totally made that up. What are you? Um, <laughs> but you, 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 it is, it is important. I was talking with somebody else earlier today who was talking about, um, things that need physical signatures, you know, a true mm-hmm. person. And, and they said that in some places they have now changed the guidelines, the rules, the laws, yep. the whatever it, it is to say, okay, no, an e-signature does work. Um, right. You know, and, and now that might go back. I mean, you know, and, and that's, right. the, you have to remember, okay, well, you know, as of X date, no, you have to go back to signing everything. So right. you know, it's, it's very important to, to keep tabs on those changes. Right. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. And, and there are some changes that doctors can be making right now mm-hmm. um, that they can continue after this crisis. Mm-hmm. So um, I know one of the things that we hear from some of our physicians and, and our groups is that well, I don't want to put a lot of time and effort into this because it's all going to be over in six weeks. And right. my my point to that is, yeah, but this could change. Right. So this could change the face of it forever. Mm-hmm. This, right. I, I think that we're at a, a, a very pivotal point, mm-hmm. at least I believe so. I think mm-hmm. we're at a crossroads. I think right. we're going to see some differences in the way we practice 
in the way our doctors mm-hmm. practice medicine, but also in the way as a society, we want it to be done. Right. So there's right. two pieces, there's two pieces to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there are, you know, there are a bunch of different things mm-hmm. that our healthcare providers can do right now mm-hmm. to prepare for what this could look like afterwards. Right. Yeah. You know, say for example, they start doing a, a weekly video. Right. You know, there's nothing that says two years from now they shouldn't still be doing a weekly video. Um, right. You know, and and you know, and, and just because they have downtime right now, which some of them might, depending mm-hmm. on their specialty, you know, it is the time to be doing things um, and and be learning yeah. those new skills and and things. And if you're in the front line, well, then maybe you really yeah. need to be be looking at things. Okay, you know, what what can we change? Um, you know, is there a way that we can do more virtual type of, of things? Right. Um, you right. Know, can, you know, do patients that really aren't critical need to be coming in? You know, and how do we right. communicate with them so that they know that we still care about them? We still want yeah. them to come in, but right now is just not the right time. Right. Well, and there are five things specifically that we're referring our physicians to okay. think about when they're talking to us and they're mm-hmm. asking us like, what do, what do we do right now? What right. can we do? And I'm like, well, you know, one of the things, first thing is if, if you are somebody who still needs to see patients mm-hmm. and should be seeing patients, mm-hmm. or maybe you should be, even though you're not considered a critical mm-hmm. um, care provider at the time, but telemedicine, right? right? Telemedicine's oh, yeah. it, it started, it's become mm-hmm. bigger. It's And now, um, especially with the CMS lifting their ban, mm-hmm. now Medicare and Medicaid are going to pay for that. Wow. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's and that's huge because mm-hmm. Medicare and Medicaid wanted nothing to do with right. that. Which is understandable because it's yeah. you can't monitor it. I mean, there's so many reasons why a lot of restrictions, know, doing right? something like what we're doing right here is just uh, tricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So telemedicine is one of the things, um, valet medicine, and there's a difference between valet medicine and concierge medicine. Um, valet medicine is door, what we, what I call, or we're calling it with our physicians, door to door service, meaning your patients drive to your office. Mm -hmm. They stay in your car. Mm. Somebody comes out and gets them, walks them through a specific door. They, They see the doctor. And then when they leave, they leave through a different door. Mm-hmm. They're never in contact with anybody but the mm-hmm. doctor and a single staff right. member. So if um, you have a practice that continually has infectious type of patients, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Or, or patients that are at risk, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, oh, yeah. They, they might not be, you know, it's, it's not a good thing for them to be around other people. Right, right. So th- we're calling that door-to-door service or valet mm-hmm. services. Some doctors are calling it drive-up services. Um, we, we have one doctor who, um, the, the building that they have actually used to be a bank. Ah, <laughs> and so they're seeing people through the drive up window, which right. I think is mm-hmm. brilliant. I mm-hmm. mean, they, they mm-hmm. took what they had and they built off of mm-hmm. it. Um, another option is what they call concierge medicine. Mm-hmm. It's also known as uh, direct primary care medicine. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is, is typically that's a, Concierge medicine is where you pay a retainer, right? right. You're, you're going to mm-hmm. pay a monthly fee. And mm-hmm. for that, um, you get things that like private appointments mm-hmm. and house calls. And mm-hmm. it's definitely a concierge. But mm-hmm. again, if you're one of those people that's at risk, that's not such a bad thing. Right. And or maybe and you just are, don't drive or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for doctors that are, another thing that they're doing is for doctors that carry supplies in the office. Mm-hmm. So some doctors carry, you know, if you have an injury, they carry um, 
you know, braces or um, different supplies in the office, some of them are doing door-to-door delivery. Like wow. after a tele- telemedicine um, conference, mm-hmm. they actually have somebody that they've hired, usually mm-hmm. a staff member who mm-hmm. will take up the supplies, mm-hmm. take them to the door, mm-hmm. leave them on the door, mm-hmm. ring the doorbell, stand back 20 right. feet, wave at the patient mm-hmm. and yes, leave. Make sure somebody goes out and gets it. Mm-hmm. Right. So door-to-door mm-hmm. delivery. Right. Um, and then there's others who, we have doctors who their their patients relied on public transportation mm. and you're not doing that right now. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Right. Um, and so staff members, they're going and picking them up. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they contacted their mm-hmm. insurance companies, had additional insurance put on the mm-hmm. vehicles mm-hmm. and staff members are now going and picking mm-hmm. people up who relied on public transportation. Mm-hmm. So those are just, those are just some of the things that we're seeing in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. that, I think we really can encourage our doctors to consider Mm -hmm. even beyond the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, and, and of course the, the key to all of this is communication. Right. Um, You know, you, you mentioned a podiatrist, you know, so somebody might, you know, say a diabetic has an issue with a foot Mm -hmm. and, and they're thinking, well, but I've been told I'm not supposed to go out, you know, all these various things. But the podiatrist is like, you know, you still need to be seen for this. You know, now maybe it's, oh, it's yeah. so, um, you know, and, and so that's, wounds. I think that's Diabetic one of the, yeah, wound care, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. Where, or people are just thinking, ah, you know, it's just a stuffy nose. It's just whatever. And I'm, yeah. and well, I, I actually was talking to someone the other day who said they were not going for what would be normally a required medical treatment. Yeah. because the, the the governor had said, no, no, you're not supposed to go out. And I'm like, okay, the governor doesn't get to say that you, you can't have that treatment. Um, right. You know, and, right. and, and that, of course, was not what the governor was saying. Um, right. But, right. you know, it's like, okay, well, you just don't go to go. You still can go right. for your treatment, um, you know, and, and, but that's where the doctors need to be coming in and saying, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's the doctor, the staff, the whoever, picking up the phone and calling yeah. and saying, hey, Lori, you know, we see you've got an appointment on Thursday. It's very important that you still keep that appointment. Um, and here's how we can help you keep it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what and, can and we do to make sure you keep it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's, here's what we can do to alleviate your concerns about coming into the office. Right. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that messaging that needs to be massaged mm-hmm. and changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of that's going to require training with the team. Mm-hmm. With right. the doc, you know, the people mm-hmm. who work for the doctor, what can the doctor do to help their staff mm-hmm. becomes mm-hmm. one of the next questions then, right. because, okay, so mm-hmm. am I putting my staff at risk? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so one of the things we say to people is, okay, for, first of all, the doctor needs to consider, consider their staff, mm-hmm. right? Safety, right. Oh, first yeah. and foremost, mm-hmm. beyond anything for your mm-hmm. staff. But the staff also has fears that they need to calm. Mm-hmm. So the staff needs to be educated. They need right. to know how to answer the phone, what mm-hmm. the message for the person answering mm-hmm. the phone is going to be. Um, for doctors who have voice over IP, mm-hmm. uh, if they have a voice over IP system, the phone can be taken to the staff member's house. They don't mm-hmm. even have to leave the right. house to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. They can answer the phone at home. Um, the doctor can have them virtual in through a computer mm-hmm. so that they're still maintaining HIPAA policy and privacy. Mm-hmm. They need to take the right precautions to do right. those things, but they also need to understand that that still becomes a critical resource mm-hmm. for their, for their patients and right. for their staff. And now right. their staff is still employed. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> That's it wasn't kind of just, a big deal. Yeah. sorry, sorry. Um, you know, and, and of course one of the, the things now is that so many people are having their kids at home, you know, and, oh, and, you know, homeschooling yeah. and, and doing things like that, things that yeah. they had never planned on. 
So, you know, you're, you might still want your staff to come in. Well, they might not mm-hmm. be able to, you know, so, so are you going to, and again, this, you know, it's not just medical practices that this is dealing with, you know, this is across right. the board, you know, how can you work with your staff so that they're able to be home to be working with their kids, taking care of their kids, but mm-hmm. still earning that paycheck. Um, right. And, and I mean, I, yeah. there was somebody on Facebook the other day who posted, well, you know, because I couldn't go in, I was laid off. Yeah. Now I have now no idea what the job was. You know, it, it could right. be that that they they needed to have a true physical presence in wherever they were. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was like, okay, could there have been a way to have worked differently with them? Maybe it's just adjusting schedules. You know, yeah. medical billing. Okay, you can do it at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And you don't you know, need some, to be in the right. office at the same time everybody else is. And can you? Can you make that shift? Mm-hmm. And does the area you're in even allow you to make that shift? I mean, I know here in parts of Michigan, if you're out on the road, you're ticketed. So mm-hmm. right. you have to be able to work at, mm-hmm. around that. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's critical that our doctors do that for their mm-hmm. staff, because if they don't have staff, they can't take care of the right. patients. And if we can't take care of the patients, mm-hmm. we're never going to get through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, and at some point, we're going to go back to normal. Now, I yeah. think normal will mm-hmm. have changed. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so there will be some places, and again, doesn't matter if it's a medical office or whatever, that will think, well, you know, we don't need all this staff. Or right. these people can work from home. Or this works different, you know, things like that, which right. I think is going to be pretty cool to see mm-hmm. how, you know, how things have changed and how things have adapted. But, you know, now is kind of the trial period for all of this. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it is. I mean... Right now, the doctors need to be planning ahead. Mm-hmm. So how do you plan ahead? How do you ensure mm-hmm. that you have a medical practice uh, to return to in mm-hmm. a few months? Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that you're going to stay in business? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you ensure you can continue to bill for bill insurance companies for charges? Mm-hmm. So there are, there's a lot of things that our, um, our doctors can be doing mm-hmm. to help plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think it's critical. The first thing the doctors need to think about when thinking about planning ahead is patients are going to remember what doctors were there for them right? and which ones weren't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when all of a sudden you can go to a doctor's mm-hmm. office, if your doctor is the doctor who closed their doors and you were felt you were left struggling mm-hmm. to get care. Right. I was stranded. Whoever, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever mm-hmm. they end up going to and getting that care from is who mm-hmm. they're going to return to mm-hmm. yes. when this is done. Mm-hmm. Because right. you're going to remember that. Mm-hmm. You remember the people who are there mm-hmm. for you and you remember the people right. who aren't. Right. That's just well, normal. And we, we do that no matter what. You know, I, if, if I need an appointment at Thursday at 1 and my doctor says, I'm sorry, I don't see patients Thursday at 1, well, then I go find a doctor who sees patients Thursday at 1. Um, you know, but, but what I tell people is couldn't see me, couldn't see me. (laughs) And, you know, and, and I don't, there's, there's no explanation. There's no, you know, and, and so then people go, Mm -hmm. well, then I don't want to go to that doctor either because they can't see me. Um, you know, well, or doctors whose phone, they're just not answering their phones now. Right. That that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the, from a marketing perspective, it's probably one of the most frustrating Mm -hmm. things for Mm -hmm. me. You can have a phone number forwarded to a cell for crying right. out loud. There's mm-hmm. no reason mm-hmm. for a phone not to be answered yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. And we have so many people, especially amongst our elderly, that are scared. Mm-hmm. And right. sometimes mm-hmm. all they need is a phone call. They mm-hmm. don't need to see the doctor. Mm-hmm. They just need to know, you know, like some of their questions. Can right. I take this medicine? Mm-hmm. 
right now? Should yeah, I be taking I've heard that medicines? I'm not supposed to take this. That makes it worse. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not supposed to take ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. You know, so having a doctor, if they're, if they're really wanting to ensure that they're going to have something mm-hmm. uh, in the future, mm-hmm. that's the very first thing they should right. do is they actually need to help the, with the mental angst that mm-hmm. a patient's feeling mm-hmm. as well as not just the physical symptoms. Right. They, they need to address both the physical and the mental mm-hmm. um, and go from there. I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's some other things too, Deb, that they can do. If they if their office has been an office that's been, say, kind of in the middle of a, well, let's just say practice management issue mm-hmm. of any kind, mm-hmm. maybe it's a staffing issue, maybe mm-hmm. it's a protocol issue, maybe maybe it's a billing issue. Well, now's the time to get it fixed. Right. Crack down on that mm-hmm. stuff. Get it fixed. Get it working. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other practices that are struggling. You know, mm-hmm. we have we have one doctor. Unfortunately, they helped their they hit their own health crisis prior to the mm-hmm. pandemic. And they couldn't see patients now if they had to, mm-hmm. which is scary. Right. So, you know, one of our advices to them was, well, what about it? Is there, a, is there another practice in the area mm-hmm. that sees the same types of patients right. you do? You have mm-hmm. the same specialty that they can, mm-hmm. that you can reach out to and say, hey, can you, can you fill in for my mm-hmm. patients? Right. And then communicate that message to the, mm-hmm. to the patients. Right. Well, um, and you might lose them forever. But you might, yeah, you know, or you might keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. that doctor, you know, when things go back to normal, might start referring back to you, um, right? You know, and and because yep. you know, it's, it's like you said at the start, there are patients that doctors click with, yep. patients that they don't, you know, and and so it's great to be able to send the ones that you don't to somebody else. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned that I thought was interesting is being that resource. Um, It's funny. I've heard twice now, two different ads on, you know, TV, whatever about insurance. Well, one is, is state farm. I'll just, you know, put it state farm is one. (laughs) And, And then another was another insurance company where they flat out said, we can help you with whatever you need. Yeah. And, and I thought, really? So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I'm having trouble paying my mortgage, I should call State Farm. And, yeah. But then I saw something else and it yeah. said that what they're doing is they're so well connected in their communities that they might know then who to refer you to. So right. it wasn't that the State yeah. Farm guy is going to say, okay, I'm going to write you a check and pay your mortgage. It's that they might <laughs> say, here is a resource we're going to refer you to. Right. And, you know, and, and I liked that concept of, you know, I'm not going to try and sell you insurance right now, but I'm going to be so helpful that when right. you need insurance, you're going to remember me. Right. I mean, for instance, I, you know, I have friends right now that are doing food pantries and they're mm-hmm. doing, um, I, I have other friends who are sewing masks. Right. And it's one of those things where, you know, even for my, even for my own team who mm-hmm. I've got them working from home, but, um, you know, this morning on our staff meeting, mm-hmm. I said, okay, so who needs masks? Right. How many do you need? Mm-hmm. Do you need five? Do you need 10? Mm-hmm. Does your family got them? Who needs groceries? Who mm-hmm. needs water? Who needs toilet mm-hmm. paper? Right. Um, <laughs> you know, who would have thought two months ago we would have been worried about toilet paper? Who needs toilet paper? Yeah. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, who needs those resources? And I think mm-hmm. that, um, first of all, I think any business owner, not just medical, not just mm-hmm. doctors, but I think any business owner, um, especially those that have been in their community for a while, I think we have an obligation. Again, I think mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to be there for um, our entire community. Mm-hmm. I just think that doctors and nurses are in such a, um, 
Oh, I don't even want to know. I don't even know how to say. It. I mean, they're they're so needed right now in right. so many ways, mm-hmm. but they are also in in a a very um, they're in a very strong position mm-hmm. to really help people, right? And and help them understand what's going on mm-hmm. and and help them grasp it mm-hmm. without fear and panic being right. the, the message that mm-hmm. they receive, right? Yeah, yeah, and. and- one of the things that they, and, and, you know, we've kind of alluded to this, but it's, you know, when they're dealing with their staff, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's what can we do to help you, you know, and, right, and, right. and not because, you know, I've, I've worked in a medical, you know, I've worked with several different medical uh, practices before where mm-hmm. you had the doctor who was God, you know, you never went to them, you never bothered them, you never did anything. And then you right. had the doctors who were one of us, you know, right. and, and you, the, I don't want the doctor that's up here that you know still has toilet paper, and has food <laughs> delivered you and, and all sorts of stuff. I want the doctor that is also having to figure out, oh my gosh, how you know how am I getting my kids you know uh, homeschooled and um, you know I don't really need to know that their Mercedes is having trouble, but you know what what if they have car trouble too? Oh, for some reason you muted your mic. Oh. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Okay. I, I hit the wrong button. That's I, okay. That's okay. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's a big part of, and again, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't matter what you are, but as that business owner, yeah. you need to, to have empathy for the people that are working for you, you know, and, right. and not just yes. you either work or you don't, or, you know, all those various yeah. things. Right. Right. And like I said, I think that the doctors can do a lot in, in helping their staff, mm-hmm. uh, keep them busy. Right. For starters, <laughs> mm-hmm. keep them working if you can. I think that's one of the biggest things um, that's going to help in the end because what there's there are very few things that are harder than to train a medical staff. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have good medical staff, keep them. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can to keep them busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think taking advantage of the the current government plans. There's you know the Paycheck Protection Plan, and there's mm-hmm. all these different seven A loans that you can get through the SBA. Um, they need to be looking at those resources mm-hmm. so that they can keep their team employed and mm-hmm. keep, keep their economic strength right. going so that they're there when the doctor needs to call them mm-hmm. back if, if they're not working full time. I'll be honest with you. I, do, I know very few practices right now that um, I would say out of all of our clients, maybe 15% are reducing their hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe 5 to 10% are closing the door for mm-hmm. because of other extreme situations mm-hmm. like maybe the doctor's own health, those right. kinds of things. Well, and, and there are somewhere they're in a building where yeah, the building closed. has said we're closing yeah. down. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Um, so, yeah, so I think there, but there's still, I mean, even there, you know, mm-hmm. this new government, the CMS um, mandate that just came out, they're allowing hotels. They're, right. they're calling it um, hospitals without walls. Mm-hmm. Is, is, you know, how, you know, you have doctors without borders, Well, now you have hospitals right. without walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're allowing people to open up medical facilities in places that you mm-hmm. normally wouldn't dormitories, right. hotels, mm-hmm. um, ambulances, ambulatory care, mm-hmm. people going, being able to go out and trance, mm-hmm. you know, go, go to the curb, mm-hmm. get your medical care. Right. So I think that if our doctors are wise right now, one of the best things they can do is keep their staff for the private physicians, mm-hmm. keep their staff busy mm-hmm. for the ones that are at um, the hospitals is making sure they're obviously doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. I, I feel 
our nurses and stuff that are at the hospitals that oh, just it, that it's are just working, you know, yeah. twenty eight hours a day. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The doctors and the nurses at the hospitals, mm-hmm. my heart just bleeds for them right mm-hmm. now. And they're exhausted. They're mm-hmm. tired. In Michigan here, I know they're saying that we're not going to see the peak of this issue until the end of April in West Michigan. It's going to hit mm-hmm. mid the east side of the state. I think they said mid-April, but mm-hmm. the the west side, it's not going to hit us until the end of April. So that's mm-hmm. a long way. That's right. a long time mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. where your staff is going to feel that kind of, that kind of burnout. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully as this becomes a temporary new normal. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get on top of some mm-hmm. of that and we, we're not exhausting our resources mm-hmm. like we are currently. But yeah, so the doctor taking care of their staff is, is probably one of the biggest things, what they can do for their staff, supply, making supplies. You know, I, I have some doctors who are sending their staff um, gift cards, DoorDash, mm-hmm. Grubhub, mm-hmm. you know, some of those things. Do those things for your staff and right. for their family because mm-hmm. they're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So there, there are things right. that the, the doctors right. can be doing to mm-hmm. take care of their team. Yeah. You know, and, and then we do need to be thinking about the future. I mean, yeah. you know, there are some people who have said, you know, this is going to come back in the fall. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it doesn't come back for years or maybe it's a totally different thing. I mean, you know, we've certainly mm-hmm. had pandemics through the mm-hmm. years that, you know, that, that have come and, and have gone. So, you know, what have you know? What steps are you taking to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Um, you know, and and or you know, if it does, you know, how do you deal with it? Um, you know, I, yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day. They said, you know, they they weren't exactly sure who to mm-hmm. talk to about you know their you know if it uh, who to pay their mortgage to. I mean, you know, right? They, because oh, yeah. they just would send a check off. Well, what if they needed to talk to a person? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so things like that and, and, or simple things, you know, who's, who, who does your office supplies, who does your insurance, you know, right. all of these various things. And, and a lot of times as that business owner, as that manager, you don't know those things because you have, right. you know, you have somebody else who takes care of you. Right. Know, that's, that's one of the perks. You, you have somebody who does <laughs> that for you. Right. Well, you know, you still need to know those things because what if that person all of a sudden can't fulfill that role? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember several years ago when, when I got very, very sick um, and it was sudden. I mean, it was, oh my gosh, fine one day, not the next day. I pay all of our bills. Yeah. You know, that's great. That's fun. However, my computer is password protected. And, you know, it was like, well, then what do you do? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and so just simple things like that, um, you know, uh, where you, you, somebody needs to know how you do these things. Um, I was talking to a business owner the other day who said, well, you know, people, were, people still had access to the building because it was all a card key type of thing. Yeah. And I thought, well, what if that doesn't work? You know, does anybody yeah. know what to do if that doesn't work? Oh, yeah, like our building is password. Yeah. My my staff's building is password protected, yeah. and and I actually had to follow a mandate, and I actually had to turn mm-hmm. their 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 key cards off. Right. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we have we're one of the few suites in the whole building mm-hmm. that has a back door. Ah. So mm-hmm. I have a key. I have a physical key. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, what what do you do if you are mm-hmm. not just the doctor's office or whatever, but right. any business, mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. business where you're getting that kind of restriction. Right. And what kind of damages could you potentially walk mm-hmm. into? You know, one of the, one of the suites in our building, um, the pipe burst. Oof. So what do you, what happens if yeah. you're shut down yeah. and three weeks from now you come mm-hmm. back and water's been running for 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, you had an employee who was on vacation and they had stuff that they needed to get out. I mean, you know, there are times where you have to get stuff out. Um, I did see a funny cartoon on, on Facebook the other day where it was, you know, this poor pathetic little plant and it said, your office plants are, are regretting this. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's probably true. But, yeah. um, but you know, simple things now, like, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you have had a space that's been closed down for a month, a school, an office, or whatever, you're going to go back in and there's going to be things growing in the refrigerator. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. You know, all sorts of things that are going to need to be taken care of before you can get back to doing business. Right. So do they have a plan? Mm-hmm. You know, so that was one of the questions you and I were talking mm-hmm. about is, do they have a plan for what this looks like mm-hmm. um, when they go back? And right. right now they should. And, and this is part of this is something that mm-hmm. we're hearing across the news for all business owners. And mm-hmm. that is, what are they doing to prepare for this if it should ha- hit again in the fall? Mm-hmm. Right. Or say it, we get, you know, they, they say, okay, it looks like we're going to have a you know, we're going to lighten things up for a, a week or two. And then all of a sudden they can't do it again and right. they have to put us back yeah. under restrictions. So if yeah. you're given Because we all just and, go berserk and we all, you know, <laughs> everybody <laughs> goes out. <laughs> Every restaurant, movie mm-hmm. theater, yeah. everything yeah. is packed. Mm-hmm. But you know what? So what are they doing now? So if you were given a week, and I mean, that's one of those things that um, I would ask any business owners, if you were given a week where you could go back to business as normal, but you knew after a week that this was going to happen again, Mm -hmm. what would you do? Right. If you had one week, not Mm -hmm. a month, not, Mm -hmm. you know, six months, Mm -hmm. you had one week Mm -hmm. and that really helps you identify your priorities as a business owner. Oh yeah. Your passwords, your keys. I mean, all of those various things. Yeah. You start really Mm -hmm. thinking about, okay, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. here's the list. So are you making a list right now? Mm -hmm. That's a simple, easy thing. Are you making a list of what you can or cannot Mm -hmm. change? Mm-hmm. If you were given a week and what if it's right. not a week? What if it's right. one day? Mm-hmm. Like you know, what if it's one day? Right. You know, and I think many people are probably discovering that the key employees were not who they thought they were <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for a variety yeah. of reasons. Um, you know, I, I, for a while, one of the, the businesses that I did was kind of crisis management planning. And right. so that was one of the things we said was, okay, if your business shuts down for a month, what happens? And so there's this whole group of people and they said, well, that's okay. We're not critical, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. And then one of them said, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I just were, think that's kind of funny for a um, we're, we're not important. Okay. You probably shouldn't be saying that, especially to the people who are paying <laughs> your bills. But, um, but then one of them said, you know, there is that report that we have to file. And I went, report? report. There's a report you have to file. And they said, oh yeah, on the last day of every month, we have to file a report with, you know, government entity. And I said, what happens if that report doesn't get filed? And they said, oh, they close us down. And I went, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay, that would be a critical task. Um, You know, so who knows how to do it? Who has the authority? I mean, can anybody file it? Or, you know, all these various things. And so that was one of those things, you know, again, you know, who pays the bills? When do they have to be paid? You know, right. All of those things that, you know, and, and you know, back to, to dealing with patients. I mean, you know, are there patients that are seen on a regular basis? You know, oh, yes. what happens if, if you've if you've messed that up and um yeah, you know, and, well, and Medicare also, patients. Mm-hmm. Medicare patients, there's a very specific thing right. like for mm-hmm. 
for, oh. that, that they get to see, they get to have done once mm -hmm. every 90 days or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the doctors definitely have to be thinking about things mm -hmm. like that. Right, right. You know, and now it might actually mean that they're referring them to somebody else. Right. But, you know, and if that is the case, who are you referring to? I mean, you know, do you have a trusted physician, partner, you know, whoever, who you're going to refer right. to? Um, you know, and, and then of course you, you've got the rural areas, you know, we were talking before right. the program that I grew up in, in a very remote part of Colorado where the closest medical doctor is 65 miles away yeah. in a different state. They're in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, right. now there are some that are, you know, same, same distance in Colorado, but yeah, I mean, the closest doctor is 65 miles away. Right. So, you know, what do you do when, when you have to deal with situations like that? Um, you know, and, 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 you know, when things go back to normal, everybody's going to flood, you know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. well, we haven't been able to do X. Yeah. So it is going to be things like, okay, well, you know, uh, every, every woman is going to say, I haven't had my annual physical, <laughs> Right. Yeah. all of these things. And so how are you going to deal with, oh my gosh, all of a sudden we've got all these people calling us. Right. Exactly. I think it's going to be a big deal. I think the doctors who are smart now, mm -hmm. the businesses, not just doctors, mm -hmm. businesses who are smart now and really start thinking, I hate the term outside the box because I think it's overused. Uh -huh. <laughs> but in, in reality, the simple fact is, is if you have to think outside the lines mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And um, if you do that and if you're smart about it, mm -hmm. I think from a business standpoint, people, I think they're going to be surprised at what kind of businesses right. they can build mm -hmm. when this is done. Right, right. Or even then, actually, even while it's happening, for mm -hmm. that matter. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is about communicating with them. You know, uh -huh. do you have ways that you can email all of your patients? I got an email from my doctor's mm -hmm. office the other day and was just dumbfounded. I had no idea that somewhere I'd given them my email. Um, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> Probably and, and on the intake like, form, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, it was it was on there somewhere, and and they put yeah. it in their system. But mm -hmm. you know, now would be a great time for them to be sending me. Oh yeah. A you know once every two week email, whatever, and obviously it depends on the the type of practice and all those various things. But just yep. reminding me that they exist. Yeah. Well, and text messages. Mm -hmm. You'd be shocked at the number of text messages our doctors mm -hmm. send out. Oh yeah. Hey. You know, you were recently seen in the mm -hmm. office for this, just checking in, making sure you're okay. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, that top of mind marketing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. And, and reminding them that, you know, we're, we're still here for you, you know, and, right. and because it was like we were saying, you know, there are so many things now that people are thinking aren't critical, aren't urgent, actually could be. Um, they could turn into it yeah. very quickly. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, and, I agree. and so, you know, that is something where depending on, you know, and, and, and my guess is with pretty much any type of medical practice, you've got a little group of people that, you know, they could go south really fast. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, well, and, I mean, think about it this way. Even like I say, an ingrown toenail mm -hmm. for a podiatrist. Right. Oh, yeah. It doesn't you sound like that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't sound like yeah. that big a deal. But you know what? If that goes on for too long. Mm -hmm. Say it takes a month and the patient right. tries to treat it with, mm -hmm. you know, Epsom with, salts. Uh -huh, and, uh -huh. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of yeah, I mean, home they remedies can, that yeah. Dr. Google recommends, right? Oh, yeah. Good old Dr. Say, Google. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, could, just, they could get a, a critical infection. Um, right. And, and what's going to happen if that goes on for a month? So mm -hmm. people definitely need to be reaching mm -hmm. out. They need to be talking to their clients, mm -hmm. their patients. It's, it's critical. I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we're calling every single one of our mm -hmm. clients. And asking them, especially in the medical fields, mm -hmm. 
what are you doing? Mm-hmm. How are you staying in touch with your patients? Because right. I think it's going to be that critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, it's not trying to take advantage of the situation. Oh, um, no, you know, no. Because no. We, we as consumers sniff that out really fast. Um, yeah. You know, and, and we don't like it. You know, and it doesn't matter what no, it is. Um, you know, whether it's it's medical or, you know, anything. It's like, nah, don't you try and take advantage of the situation. Um, right. You know, and, and we're you know, seeing maybe. ads and things like that now you know where it, you know, it somebody is kind of weird oh yeah and and, and I, immediately I right your the, the radar goes off and you're like what um yeah you know and yeah my, it's like, weird yeah. though when you see those things I, I, it just mm-hmm. shocks me I yeah. see those things and as a marketing person and I know you understand this mm-hmm. as a marketing person you think huh that's who terrible. approved that who on <laughs> earth approved that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And sometimes it's, it's a matter of it got approved long time ago, you know, the, you know, all these various things, or sometimes it did just get forgotten, you know, and it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. It was gosh. something pre-planned and you're thinking, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That we forgot bad. that we were going to run that, um, you know, and, and yeah. so, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's one of those things where it's like, Oh dear. Um, you know, but again, it's, it just goes to show that as the, the business owner, as the, the whoever in charge, you need to know what's going on. You know, is there a big yeah. direct mail piece that's planned? Okay, what is that big mm-hmm. direct mail piece saying to people? Um, you know, right. is it, you know, and and are you going to be a hundred percent predicting the future? No. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody, you know, just yesterday where she was, you know, she was saying something about, you know, we did we did such and such, and ninety nine percent of the people liked it, and one person, and I said. That that's the person that no matter what they're going to complain. Um, right. And so you always going to be somebody to make them happy, <laughs> but you know, you just know they need yeah. to complain. But it's the ninety nine percent of the people that you need to try to to help. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So, well, oh my gosh, Lori, we have been talking already mm-hmm. almost for an hour. So tell people a little bit more just about what your practice does and and how you help people. Yeah. So um, we have two different marketing agencies. One is very, like I said, virtual marketing director services. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that one's kind of my baby. <laughs> you know, you always have those babies, right. but that mm-hmm. one's my baby. And um, we focus on the, me- that particular one, we really do focus on the medical industries, medical niches. Okay. So working with doctors, um, physical therapists, mm-hmm. different types of, dif- of specialties and doctors, mm-hmm. healthcare markets, even even working with some hospitals and their marketing departments, helping mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, we, in, in both agencies, my other agency is, is more towards local business, smaller mm-hmm. businesses. Um, we do have some, some nonprofits in there as well. And, you know, I think if anybody were to ask me, you know, what's different from you guys? And that is the, the volume mm-hmm. of effort we put into it. We are not your typical marketing agency you know, for instance, my COO was, we, we actually will travel to our clients mm-hmm. and evaluate, even though, mm-hmm. I mean, we're across the nation mm-hmm. and in Canada even, and we'll travel to our clients and, nice. and see them and walk them, say, okay, let's walk through not just mm-hmm. what we can do for you digitally, mm-hmm. but let's walk through everything you've got. Great. And in some cases we're helping them, you know, interview employees mm. that could help with their marketing. Mm-hmm. So we we're a little bit different when when people say full service, I always kind of laugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, me, everybody it's defines it differently. Full service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm like for me full service means you're going to show up and be there and be in my face and mm-hmm. and you're going to be working with me hand in hand mm-hmm. and I can actually I don't have to just call you. I can at on times I can actually sit across the table from you. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that's what we do. But yeah, mm -hmm. so that that's that's my agency in a in a nutshell. Great. And great, great team of people mm -hmm. that work for me. I love so. it. Well, and obviously you know the federal laws and, and things like that. Yeah. You know, the, the good old HIPAA guidelines and you know all oh, of those various yeah. things. <laughs> Um, and so that's what I, I like because, you know, it, anybody can do marketing. And of course I'm saying that very much tongue in cheek. <laughs> um, but you know, because you guys specialize in working mm -hmm. with medical practitioners, you know what you can and can't say. Um, oh, yeah. and it's just like we were saying before you keep up on those things, you know, as oh, things yeah. change, as you know, there, there are going to be things like the, you know, there, we're never going to be able to release patient information. I mean, you know, that's, that's right. Gonna, PHI, but, right. 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 But you know, you, you can refer to things differently. You can advertise. I mean, you know, there are oh, yeah. you know, certainly times where people have said, well, you, you know, with a variety of different industries and professions, there's no advertising allowed and things. You guys know those rules and those guidelines. And so that's what I like yeah. about this. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We keep up on it. You know, like I said, just this morning, I, I probably we have a, obviously, we have our legal counsel, but just this morning, I probably got eight different emails from them saying, you know, mm -hmm. and all they do is work with healthcare providers. Right. Right. And so they're like, are you aware of this? Mm -hmm. Are you aware of that? And so they're keeping up with mm -hmm. us, we're keeping up with them. And, right. and that's just really nice. It, it mm -hmm. is really reassuring when mm -hmm. I can get on the phone with a, a, a client and a doctor and they're concerned about what can I can't mm -hmm. I say right. what can or can mm -hmm. my message not be I can actually speak to that and mm -hmm. be very confident right. in, in it so well, that is really and, nice yeah and it's important from their perspective because they're doing something else mm -hmm. they don't want to have to worry about what they can and cannot say um, right when I you know they want to work with who does I mean you know it's like when when I go to the doctor I want to know that they can cure that ingrown toenail <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. I mean, you want them to be a doctor. You right. don't want them to be the person who's no. spending hours mm -hmm. reading articles mm -hmm. from the federal government. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, tell us how people find you and connect with you online. Right. So they can get to us through a couple of different ways. Um, they can go to either website. One is mycpsolutions.com. So it's mm -hmm. my, and then it's C is in cat, P is in Paul, solutions.com. Okay. Or they can go to our other one, which is vmdservices.com, which is virtual marketing director services.com. Um, or they can reach out to me directly. And I mean, the best way to reach out to me directly is, is Lori at vmdservices.com or Lori at mycpsolutions.com. Perfect. Um, Super I love easy. it. You know, and, and like we were saying, you can work with people, you know, throughout the United States and, and Canada. Mm -hmm. We do have, you know, people from around the world, so not so yeah. much. But, um, but you know, yeah. here if you're in the, the U.S. or Canada, so great. And we have worked with doctors in Australia as well. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with everybody? Um, you know, uh, you, you had asked me earlier, you had asked me, you know, to give you a quote. And... Um, I think one of the best things I could say, if somebody were to ever quote me, especially right now, in, in the time that we're at, um, what, what do I constantly say to people? It's like, you know what? You've got to view life in the most dynamic way possible. Stay fluid, stay positive, and always look for true north. I love it. That's kind of the what I would go with. Perfect. I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely delightful time talking with Lori Hibma. And until next time, everyone have a great day. 
Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.